All right. What it is? Yeah, Mitch and his dad, episode 30. I'm Mitch, and with me as always is my dad. How are you? Okay. In this 100-degree heat. Yeah, is that what it's out? What are we over here? A hundred degrees. Yeah, it got up. A, it's it's like been slowly getting warmer. I can't believe in the middle of June it's not warmer. Uh, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, hundred degree it. thing is a ridiculous thing. Yeah, well, that's generally. <laughs> I mean, you also have the humidity that we don't have. Well, we don't have much humidity here. No. Uh, forty degrees, forty percent. I don't know how the percentages work out. Well, New Orleans is like 98. Right. As an example. So, I mean, what's that mean in so far as, like, the feeling of the weather? Is there, like, a direct correlation? The higher the number, the heavier it feels. Hmm. The humidity is it's like a pressure, pressing down on you. <clears throat> so if it's got a real high number, it's uh, pretty oppressive. Hmm. All right. You yeah. can't hardly be outside when the humidity's that high. I mean, just you can't hardly breathe. It's. Well, it's I remember terrible. being like that in Florida. I know Florida's got really high humidity, and it was. Yeah, but it's not like New Orleans. I can't remember New Orleans, see. So I'm just. I'm well, just... <clears throat> Florida like seventy-eight, seventy-eight, seventy-five percent humidity. It's still pretty high, <laughs> especially compared yeah, to Phoenix. It's not, it's not like New Orleans. It's it's higher than, you know places north of florida certainly yeah the difference you have in florida is you constantly have the sea breeze constantly so you never feel like it is today here this afternoon it gets it gets about four o'clock is when we get to about between four and six is the highest temperature of the day in the afternoon and when it gets that hot here it's really uncomfortable and um, we just we haven't had any rain. It's just been a you know it's just a terrible period we're going through right now. It's really kind of strange. But what are you going to do? I don't know. You're the one that wants to live in Texas. Normally, I say some, move. Well, I mean, you you're rewarded most of the year with you know very mild golf weather. But uh, <laughs> this is this is you can't play golf in this weather, or I can't. I don't like playing when it's this hot. It's just, it's just too. I used to be able to do it when I was your age, but I can't do it now. <clears throat> yeah. Meanwhile, I don't go out almost ever. Well, yeah, I, I, that's the thing. You need to be outside more. I probably will eventually, but you, you need know. to like run around or something. Yeah. Well, that hair is growing right out now. You look like <sighs> a guy selling face or something. You selling what? Toothpaste or something, no. you know, some <clears throat> razor blades or something, you know. Keep this matted down with my headset. It's looking good. It's looking uh, good. I hate it. I can't do a thing with it. Most of the most of the people in Hollywood, the uh, guys trying to get parts in movies, they wish they had that hair. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, they're all dying for it. That's what I'm saying. Right, that's that's like sarcasm, Dad. There's no way. Huh? There's no way they wish they had this hair. That hair is perfect. It's mm. nice and full. I mean, it's uh, it's dark. It's you know. I guess it's got that going for it. I got on my team purple shirt. Shirt. The team for but this I, is from our golf team that plays out of 
Oh, I was gonna say because I know you're waiting for hockey later, and I was like, I don't think I don't know what hockey team you'd be rooting for in a purple shirt. Vancouver Canucks. They're purple. No, That's this just, is for the this is not for the hockey team. This is for the golf team. No, I was just seeing if there was also a coincidence there. Yeah, you're just saying that's the one you're rooting for is the is the Canucks. The Canucks against Boston. Anything Boston, I'm against. Anything. Why is that? I don't like Boston. Yeah, I mean, why is that? Why don't you like Boston? It's too liberal. Too liberal. But you like they're California. Anti- they're anti-American. <clears throat> but you like California. Well, California is just kind of ill, you know. No, oh, we have a disease. Different. It's a different thing. Is that what it is? We, we have a Boston's disease. Boston's sophisticated liberal, you know. Mm, I see. Chicago, I mean, there's nothing sophisticated <sighs> about California. Mm. Well, that's true. Having a good time and going to the beach and watching the pretty girls. I mean, California, you got lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. They got no lifestyle in Boston. None. Zero zip. Never been there. Probably not true, but I've never been there. What do you mean, probably not true? Why would it be not true just because I said it? Eh, because it's such a blanket statement. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you that's the way it is. Yeah, well, I don't know. Never been there. Wouldn't I've know. Been there, been there many times. Mo- believe- a, a majority of my favorite comedians have come out of Boston. I don't doubt that. But, of course, you know, that's uh, they have their own reasons. So they, they all have their own reasons for why that's the case, you know. They're liberal. Yeah, well, they they tend to say that it's because they're they everybody hates everybody out there, and you get in everyone's face, and it makes you a better comedian because you're you're not afraid to be up on stage where people are yelling at you. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. And you know what's funny is I enjoy movies about Boston. Ah, you know where they speak with that accent and yeah, stuff like uh, now, The Departed. My two my two cousins on my mother's side, Doug and Gary. Grew up in Boston. Their their father, uh, who later divorced their mother, uh, had a job up there. So Aunt Dell, which is my mother's younger sister, and the two boys moved up to Boston. And we went and visited them on a train. My mother and I took a train ride from New Orleans to Boston. What was that fun? I was like eight years old, and I'll never forget it. It was really, really fun. But uh, anyway. And then you got there, and you said, this place has no lifestyle. Yeah, I probably did. I mean, I could probably (laughs) tell. Probably when I was eight years old, I could tell. But I'll put it this way. If someone would have informed me of the importance of going to Harvard, I would have had a totally different life. Because I could see going to Harvard, I, I could I could buy into that. You think you would have had the uh, the scratch, as it were, and the grades? Well, you just well, I wouldn't have had any trouble with the grades, but uh, yeah, I would have had to you know work or or uh, you know talk to my grandfather about it, <laughs> which I was hesitant to do about most things, but something like that. That would have been a good thing to bring up to him, you know. So you're saying back then nobody had uh, nobody held Harvard to some giant standard? Well, that they do now or what? 
you say nobody, let's talk about the people in New Orleans that I was dealing with at that time. That was about, if you made a list of a thousand things, it wouldn't even be on the list. I mean, mm, okay. it was never a discussion. LSU was where I was going, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike LSU. I mean, I was not, like, negative about that. I just didn't know any different. I was never... I was never... I was never told anything about future educational advantages and getting master's degrees and all that stuff. I I knew nothing about any of that. It it was just not a subject that was ever talked about in my household. I feel like it really wasn't even in spite of the fact that mom went to college while I was still in school. Like in in high school, she was still going to college. But we didn't really... There was never any... uh, there was never any discussion about college. There was never any, so did you think about where you'd like to go for college? It was very confusing and still is to me that seniors were losing their minds over credits and, oh, I gotta, I'm applying to this college and I talked to my counselor this and I, all that never made any sense to me. So I'm, I think we, we share that in common. Well, see, <clears throat> I don't think I, I don't even think I had it. I can't even say it made no sense to me because it was just a subject that was never discussed, and it never crossed my mind to think one way or the other about it. I mean, I didn't have an opinion of it at all. I mean, it was just not, not a, not a subject of any kind. But you see, times have changed too. I mean, when I was a school age person, just having a high school degree was a big deal. You know, it was like only 50% of the people even had high school degrees. Plus, mine did come from a private school and all that stuff. So that was like probably what going to college is like now. It was about that same kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know, because it feels like there was a small window of time where going to college really mattered. And I feel like that window has passed. I'm going to tell you something. It matters more right now than it's ever mattered. Well, I Absolutely. think that where I where I come down the other side on that is is that there's a there's a lot of you know there's a lot of making it on your own these days that you can do because of the internet and whatever have you, where it, it just doesn't. It, there's so many people I've known in my life that have gotten college degrees and are no better for it. I mean, not they're not. Yeah, but that's more educated. Them. That doesn't. But what that I'm doesn't saying, mean. What I mean is, they're not suddenly. They're, they're not suddenly getting better jobs. I've gotten got jobs, you know, all my life without ever having a college education, and I've beaten out the guy who had the college education many times. And you know, I feel like that option may not. You know, I feel like there was sort of a window where it was a big deal, and I think, yeah, to some degree, it certainly is. And, and there's a culture to it, and so far as like Harvard. Uh, comes to mind, or uh, uh, Dartmouth, or Stanford, or MIT. There's a certain there's a certain uh, culture to it, and those people uh, that'll always be there, I think. But I, I feel like your standard, you know, four year, two year, whatever. A lot of people are going to like specialized trade schools, things like that nowadays, to get a degree in something that they can get a job doing before they go just pursue higher education for the sake of it. Um, I think that's the, the push. There was something recently, the founder of PayPal, I think it was, 
put some big chunk of money down the table and offered, um, I want to say it was like 150000 or 300000 some several hundred thousand dollars to uh, five different people, five different students, if they dropped out of college and took the money instead to pursue their own uh, course. Because he said that college was a waste of time. Bad idea. I don't think so. I feel like that's the better idea. Well, the thing is this. Just a thing that gets discounted by people that have your opinion. (laughs) And that is that... It all has to do with what it is you want. Mm -hmm. That's all it has to do with. Absolutely. And whatever it is you want is going to require some sort of education. Sure. Whatever that is. And you don't mean necessarily classic education. You mean... I just mean education. You're going to need to... If you want to be an actor, you got to go to some kind of classes or school or studio or something you got to do something you have now, to learn your trade the is problem is you can yeah. always come up with like two examples out of 200 million where that didn't happen you know what i mean like lana turner got picked up in the drugstore that kind of story but if you live your life waiting for that lightning to strike you pretty well when it strikes you'll be dead okay so it's 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 I was going to agree like a with way, you. It's it's a way to assure yourself. Like for instance, if you decided to go to Stanford, that mm. would be the California yeah. equivalent to Harvard. You went to Stanford and you got an MBA. <laughs> okay. Now you're automatically going to get a good job, and yeah. you can probably live just about any way you want to live with that job. Mm-hmm. So there's not too many things on earth that you can do that puts you in that kind of a situation other than going to Stanford or Harvard or Ivy League school, Tulane even in in New Orleans right up there with those guys. And uh, the assurance that you get about your life and your future and all that is certainly worth something. People that go to college, they don't even know what they're majoring in. They don't really care. They're just trying to get a degree and hopefully it help them get a job. That mm-hmm. That's better than doing nothing, but you can't use that as the example of why not to go to college. You see what I'm saying? I you do, just I can't do. do it that way. If, 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 I, if, if I had been the type of person, for whatever reason, I wasn't, but let's just say I was. If I would have been the type of person that had been uh, exposed to the ideas of a Harvard-type education and had taken advantage of it, I would have passed that down to my kids. I wouldn't be your kid, though. Well, we don't know that. We we there's don't know. No, that. There's no chance. But, but the thing is, you you keep bringing it back to you as an individual. I don't want to do that because you'll end up having an argument. No. I'm just talking about the way it works. Is somebody in a family has to kind of break out and do one of these things. So let's just say I was that person. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to be, and I not and I wasn't. So mm-hmm. it's an if. 
if I would have been exposed enough to that, that it seemed like it made sense to me at the time, and I went ahead and followed through with it, it would lead to the generations after me of having that same goal only because it would be like expected. Yeah. In other words, you would it wouldn't be an argument, oh, I don't think I want to go to college. It would it would it would just be like going to high school or you know you're gonna to go to high school and finish high school. Well you know you're gonna to go to Harvard and finish Harvard. I mean, that's the way you build a family that's able to sustain themselves financially and other otherwise, community wise, happiness wise and everything else. That's the way it's done. It's been done like that since the beginning of time, frankly. You separate yourself from the from that 85 to 90 percent of the population. You just separate. You're totally separated. Mm-hmm. And that's where we don't we haven't done very well as a Marzoni group because we've never had anybody that led the way to do that because we weren't exposed to it. So you know here we sit now. And, you know, there's not a lot of bells and whistles ringing. It really isn't. Yeah, well. Yeah, it just I isn't. I suppose we'll see. And I and I don't think it's going to change. I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's just not going to change. Well, I, think I, the, I don't the think that uh, what I was saying before, and I originally had agreed with you when you said about education, I was taking that in a, a slightly more um, metaphorical sense. As I would agree with you that anything you want to do in life, there needs to be a period of learning. And you know, really giving a crap. But it has to be professional learning. It yeah, can't be but I don't think that experience but, learning, which is what you're doing. I mean, that's uh, I don't believe in that. Uh, well, that but that's there's so many, uh, so no, many. No, there's things. not so many. There's not so many. Look, college, you don't get people, out of how people, many people. People don't come out of college. Just make a just make a guess. What's this? How many people in the United States make a living as entertainers? Just in, take in a numbers guess. in numbers. Throw out a number. I don't care what the number is. No, Whatever. You... I don't. I. 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 Ten thousand. No, more than that. Way more than that. In the, mil- in the millions. Millions of people in the United States make Absolutely. a living. I'm using entertainment loosely, but yes. Now, if you mean like actors, probably, mm, probably thirty thousand or so, maybe forty thousand. I'm going to give it a round number of 100 of entertainers. <laughs> 100. 100,000. Oh, uh, no. Well, again, if you're just talking actors. I mean, what I'm saying is, let, let take a look at, like, Tommy likes to compare baseball players mm-hmm. like that. In other words, he has arguments with his step <coughs> stepfather. <clears throat> I shouldn't, they're not arguments. I shouldn't call them that. They get along very well. They go hunting and everything else together. He's a very nice guy. And he's a heart surgeon. Mm -hmm. So Tommy will say to him, how many heart surgeons are there in the United States? Well, he'll know that answer. There's something like 18,000. You say, how many people are in the major leagues playing baseball? 700. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, that's what you call a very elite occupation absolutely not too many that number 
700. Absolutely. In fact, the golfers are even 150. <laughs> if you talk about elite group of people. So, but I, I feel like in both, well, not so much with the baseball, but what but, needs to be done is that, that you not, things need to be honed down to the point of recognizing that at a very young age and, and shooting for that target. I want to be in the ultimate minority I can be in. I did think far, that when I was a kid as far as baseball goes. Well, that's good. That's good that you did. And I, and I still feel I mean, like there's... Hey, uh, this has nothing... You, you keep personalizing it. This is well, not yeah, a, because I'm trying to relate to your to your, to your your point so that I can counterpoint. That's, a, that's how yeah, I roll. You, what I'm saying is you can't, you can't take this like as if I'm making some condemnation of you. I'm not I'm taking t- it that way. I'm talking about me more than anything. I'm talking about taking what you said, applying it, and then stretching it out from there to the larger populace. Okay, but you see, as, as we get as as we attempt to make our way, I guess you'd say mm-hmm. the struggles that you go through, and the ups and downs, and the depressions, and the happinesses, and the moments of happiness, and the moments of positive thinking, and the moments of negative thinking, and all that that you go through is. Very time-consuming, and the years go by, and all of a sudden you're 45 years old. What I'm saying is when you have more of a structure that's been sort of passed on to you, to your life, it it's the reason why certain families in this country just thrive generation after generation after generation. That's the reason. It's 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 just been passed down to them that that sort of. It's a lot easier to swim downstream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a oh, lot easier yeah. to I mean, sleep every on rich guy made of money. Ra- I mean, you know, every rich guy that's around now, <clears throat> whatever guy you want to name in this country, all had a daddy that had a lot of money. None of everyone. All, no. Well, it depends that- on what you mean by rich. I mean, you know. I'm talking about the wealthiest people in the country, the, the multi-billionaire people, the Ross Perot's and the Donald Trump's and Warren Buffett and all those guys. Their daddy was well off. He was successful. Every single one of them. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, yes. Steve Jobs, every one, no. Every one of the ones I named, uh, what's his name, Turner, uh, Ike, uh, no, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Yeah. Ted Turner. Same thing. I said Ike. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't, I'm not every downplaying that. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. That's getting way off the point. It's getting way off the subject. Because what, I, what I'm saying is that they're... Not off my subject. It might be off of you. <laughs> it's, it's off of the <laughs> subject. Because the subject is, is mostly about... We're talking about like higher education and things like this. What I'm saying is that there's. I'm not really talking about that. Okay, as a well, sub- I'm, I'm saying about all all things when it comes to this breaking a mold and and shooting for the stars and being part of elite groups and things like that. That yeah. especially when it comes to entertainment, especially you know comedians, actors, whatever have you. So many of them came from like, you know, I I hate my upbringing i hate the town i live in i'm moving to hollywood and i won't take no and they get there and uh and we had a discussion about this on my podcast actually like last week 
It's the thing of if like right now I live a very comfortable life and I feel like that is part of my downfall or will be or has been is that I've never not had a place to live. I've never gone back to live with my parents like so many of my friends have. I've never moved back to Phoenix. My number one goal once I left Phoenix was to never, ever, ever return, no matter how bad it got. And I've that's the only real goal in my life that I've definitely stuck with. It's, I've still never, ever gone back to Phoenix. And here I live alone in a one-bedroom apartment right off the Hollywood Strip. Many people I know are quite jealous of it. Uh, and... But the problem is that because I have this comfortable lifestyle, it's it's hard for me to hate my circumstances so much that I need to break out and get away from them. And I think that so many times in uh, especially entertainment, the people despise their situation and they're like living in their car or they're working in a restaurant. They're doing all these terrible, you know, odd jobs. Look at the actors' resumes. Look at what actors were doing before they became, you know, um, uh, Harrison Ford or whoever. Um, all their jobs, you know, odd jobs left and right. Very weird things. A lot of them sleeping in cars. A lot of them living with 12 roommates in a one-bedroom apartment. You know, terrible things where all they had was the next chance to get a gig and they just put everything they had into that because nothing else mattered and I th that that matters just as much if not more to me that to the then like oh i have this education that was handed to me because that's what daddy did or that's what mommy did or whatever oh the education wasn't handed to anybody well, yes yeah, you still gotta do the work yeah the opportunity let's put it that way the opportunity that yeah. that thing that you're talking about where they, there's a sort of a mold set and here you can follow this path you know what I'm saying is that there's so many people that have succeeded because they've been in dire straits and nothing mattered but that success and what happens to people in the world uh, and in this country is that they hear all their lives oh well you can't be a part of this group because there's only 700 people in the world that'll ever be a part of that group or you can't be this because there's only 10 people and everybody tries and everybody fails and so people get downtrodden and they they go well i guess i'll take this cushy job because at least it's a living and i'll work on the side on this other thing and they'll never get to that other thing because it's always on the side it doesn't matter so much it's not literally their lifelines, not literally the thing that's keeping them going, and I, that's what I'm saying is that it's it's that defeat from the outset that well you can't do this because so few people can, and people accept that as a sort of an answer that well I I guess I guess that's it I guess I gave it a shot and it's like well you didn't really give it a shot and that's the that's where I beat myself up every day is because I'm not really giving it a shot because. I've got all this comfortable life around me. And, you know, the moment I don't have this, that's when I'll be forced to do nothing but comedy. You know, I don't have a wife or kids or anything. All I got is my cat. So, you know, as long as I got a place for me and the cat to stay, technically I'll be all right. But probably I'll never get to that point. You know? But part of me kind of wishes I had because then I would have tried harder. You know? But I didn't think of, you know anything in, in the world of comedy or acting until, you know, just a few years ago. I had other things going on, you know. I, was, I wasn't really Seems like a long time ago. 
Yeah, it seems that way, but it, it was. Seems like it's been a lot of years, anyway. It's about seven years. But uh, seven. I hope and pray every night that if something happens that puts you right on that path you're trying to find there with that. But uh, well, it'll probably be something bad. A lot of pain. But, you know, a lot yeah. of pain. No, absolutely. It'll it'll undoubtedly be something. I don't think it's going to be a cushy, wonderful time the whole way. But you know what? I've I've had you know, I don't know. I, I think about this guy Trent Reznor. He's the lead singer of this band called Nine Inch Nails, and um, it's a sort of a one band band. He got the most recently got a Grammy last year for doing the Facebook soundtrack to the to the Facebook movie rather. Um, and he, I remember reading his autobiography or whatever. Um. I guess it's biography. Somebody else wrote it. And he was saying that just after college, like, he just wanted to be involved in music, but he didn't really know what he was going to do. He just really loved music. And it occurred to him that everything has sort of been not so much handed to him, but he never really had to work that hard in school or in college or anything like this. So he decided to get just the crappiest apartment he could possibly get. That, that he could live on almost nothing and just eat rice and found some crappy apartment in, you know, outside of Cleveland, Ohio or whatever it was. And then he would drive over to this recording studio as an intern where they didn't even pay him. And then um, at night when the shift ended and everybody went home, he would stay there at the studio and muck around and try to figure out how to work everything. And he, over the course of two years, ended up making an album, making his own album. And it's now, I mean, it's it's one of those classic albums that people of my generation are still like, you hear a, a few notes from it and you just start crying. It was just an amazing album. And that that's basically what made him into a giant success, is that he spent every moment he could possibly spend making that album, and he didn't care about the fact that he was, you know, eating rice in a crappy studio, you know. I, I don't know. So that's... that's the the flip side to that, instead of this, oh well, you gotta go to this school and whatever have you, is my thing is that uh, aim for exceptionalism, but don't, you know, don't don't take it as a second thing. It's not it's not a backup plan. As the moment you treat it as a backup plan, that's when you have problems. That's when it's like then it becomes a lucky strike. Well, when you record this. <laughs> what you're doing here saying now in a few years you can play it back and just see how it fits yeah I'll either be very happy or miserable but you know same as any there other there you day. go there you go well I, I just know I'm not happy with the with the current situation I'm not happy with the job um, so you know I gotta do something and I'm really happy what I'm doing other creative endeavors. This podcast, my other podcast, my stand-up comedy, writing, um, any number of things. Those are all make me very happy and to some degree make money, but uh, not nearly as much as my main job does. So that's why you know, I told you off the air, uh, I think it was last week, about a project I was working on for myself, an idea I had that um, if I, you know, if I can get it put together and put up, it could uh, it could be my sort of ticket out, if you will, but it might be nothing. It might be just a silly little project I had, but it doesn't hurt to try, kind of thing. Yeah, give it a shot, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. 
I wasn't meaning that to. You seem like you're like uh, down about this whole thing now. I was. No, uh, this is not the subject I was actually <laughs> talking about. But it, you know, if, if you want to talk about whatever it is you're talking about, it's fine with me. I just uh, given. I don't the have any problem with any of this with any with any of this kind of stuff at all. I have no problem with it at all. There's just uh, you know, there's so much that you wish you had a way of imparting on your kids that I'm not I've never been able to do so it uh, you know it's just uh, it's just terrible hmm. I don't know I, I I don't have any real response I mean the, it, what, I, what the reason it's terrible is that we've gone way past the time of me imparting anything on my kids I mean there's no they're all adults and having their own lives and everything. And there's nothing I can impart at this point. I mean, it's just nothing. But uh, I just, uh, all I can do is look around me and see some members of the family that uh, maybe have a shot at doing some of the stuff I'm talking about. And 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 it's stuff that I just am convinced of. It is not anything that I'm wondering about. <laughs> but it, it's just I, I it's totally uh, if there's any negative to it, it falls on me totally. I don't I don't feel it toward anybody. I, it's all me as far as I'm concerned. But that's not really what I, what I was trying to say, but I, I just didn't do a good job of hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I, 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 I don't, I just... Well, I, it's the Stanley Cup seventh game. <laughs> it's coming up pretty soon. Right. And that was a little message right there. It said something about turn off your set because something, something. Now, yeah, I talked uh, to my neighbor. Oh, so yeah, I he was a tech guy with uh, Hewlett Packard for many years. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's pretty versed in anything to do with this stuff. Now he's like you are. He's he's more apt to blame the problem on Microsoft. <laughs> and I, I meant said, that you know, mostly jokingly. Funny that you say that. He says, "Yeah," but he <coughs> says you don't realize that they bought this company, and they're not going to leave it alone. They're going to tinker with Skype, and it won't be the same as what it was before. That's true. They haven't yet, and, though. Now, he said that they might even be putting some sort of limit on the amount of broadband that's coming out of a particular wireless, blah, 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 blah. And that might be why we're getting turned off after half an hour or whatever it is. No, that would be AT&T. And I know for a fact AT&T does he, that. Well, he doesn't like AT&T either. Yeah. He, that's, not, that's not conspiracy, by the way. That's They, they literally have uh, that's they've said that they put caps on bandwidth on their networks, which is what you're on. But eighteen, he said that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that they they say that they have to do that because uh, there's just too much traffic. Every every internet provider is saying that they're all they're all saying, look, we're overloaded. There's too many people. There's too much traffic. It's again the eighty twenty problem. Twenty percent of the people are using eighty percent of the bandwidth, and most of it, oddly enough, is Netflix. I think, I think it's all these people that are watching movies on on the internet stuff that like is, that that's yeah. what it is that is it yeah it's Netflix actually Netflix is the number one biggest uh, you know, I can't bandwidth. imagine sitting down in front of this 
computer and watching a movie. Yeah, all these people that watch movies on their phones. I I I don't disagree with you about the watching movies on the computer, but Netflix is. I I, I have Netflix right there on my TV on two different boxes that I have have Netflix built into them. Your box probably does or will very shortly. You can't buy a Blu-ray player these days without getting Netflix installed on it. I mean, it it comes on your Blu-ray player. It, yeah. You wouldn't even know it's on the internet. You just so click Netflix, a button. Instead of instead of them mailing you a DVD, they're just going to show it to you on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Well, through a, basically what they've done, they've moved it from the yeah, yeah. That's DVDs. why so many people are watching it is because it's in their boxes already. They're not watching a screen anymore. You know, Hulu is just for your screen. They're very particular about that. Hulu's not allowed on any set-top boxes. In fact, they call it your portable computing device on Hulu because they don't even want you watching it on a desktop machine. They're very angry about all that. So anytime I somebody's trying to... I was told that I could tie this, this, this computer to my new flat-screen Sony. Yeah, yeah. And I would get the same stuff that's on the Internet on the Sony screen. Yeah, it would look terrible, but yeah, you could do that. What do you mean it would look terrible? Because your Sony isn't a computer screen. Your computer screen is densely packed, as they call densely packed pixels. Oh, no, Sony's a TV. I, I know that. So I'm saying your screen is, is these densely packed pixels, and so everything's nice, fine lines. You put that on a giant TV that has less pixels, and everything's blurry. It's great for movies, because it's all the same. But when you get to like an inter, you wouldn't be able to read any of the text on your desktop or anything like that. You'd be you'd be sitting there squinting with your glasses, or getting you a headache. But yeah, you could do that. You just you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not interested in doing that. But the, the, all this technology. Is- well, what I'm saying is, I'm actually partially surprised that your Sony TV doesn't have Netflix built into it. There's probably an add-on for it. You could probably click a button on there if you hooked it up. And- oh, they might have it. I don't even know what they have. It's it's brand new, so I haven't fooled with it, really. Ah, yeah. Well, then it definitely, if it's brand new, then you've definitely got it on there. It just needs to be hooked up. But um, that's what, what I'm saying is that's why so many people are using Netflix streaming is they're not watching it on their computer anymore. It's, it's on everybody's TV now. And so yeah. to the, you know, average home user who's watching the Netflix, they don't even think about this is streaming over the internet they think of it as like i pushed a button on my box and i'm watching netflix you know like what so what's going to be the solution of this because i would think that we'd get more and more and more of it rather than less and less and less so what's going to be the solution we're going to have a situation where everything gets kind of locked up because there's not enough bandwidth or whatever that's the big argument right now it's just i'm sure you've heard the buzzword net neutrality before yeah. So the the big argument is right now the internet's the wild west. This is the best at the heydays, if you will, the salad days. Um, there's two two warring factions, and there's really no right answer. There's the one answer, which is what the corporations want, uh, which is they want to be able to say um, these certain sites get faster connection than these sites over here. So the guy just starting his website. We don't really care about him. He's not paying us much, so his site's going to be really slow when you visit it. But Google is giving us some good chunk, so we're going to give them a nice, fast pipe to work with. And uh, it's uh, they can even block out entire sites if they want to. And that's that's where people get all kind of conspiratorial. Will Time Warner Cable block you from being able to visit the 
Comcast website, you know, things like this. Um, that's one side. And then the net neutrality people say, well, we should have a, a you know, a group and let's say a government or an overseeing committee, if you will, that makes sure that they all just play nice. But that doesn't solve, that doesn't solve the problem of too much bandwidth. So it's been locked up for five years now. People just going back and forth. No, we have to have this. We have to have this. I don't know what's going to happen. But those are the two sides of it. Is do you have an overseeing? How about party? paying? How about paying sales tax on when you what? buy something on the internet? Oh, well, yeah, you have that now. Well, In apparently fact, there's uh, apparently there's a big squabble about it. Uh, well, for me, I pay I sales tax because most places I buy from are here in California. So I <laughs> I have to oh. pay. So, like, when I buy on but Amazon. I mean, like, Amazon and eBay and all those, they, they, they don't charge sales tax? No, they do because they're all in California. You don't pay it because you're out in Texas. Oh, I see. Well, that's that's the point I'm making. They, yeah, they, yeah. They're trying to get it where you have everybody so they have to pay sales tax. Yeah, Amazon's in favor of that. They're in favor of it being like sort of a countrywide tax. But then the yeah. argument goes to like, well, but who gets – is it – like if Amazon ships, they, they have a facility in Texas that they ship from. So if you dial up a server basically in California that sells you a product that's physically sitting in Texas and their California system sends a system, you know, sends a, a – whatever, a, a ping out to Texas and says, hey, give this guy that package. Right now you don't pay sales tax because you technically bought it from California. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that, but that doesn't solve the bandwidth issue because Netflix is a monthly charge. So even if you part, even if you pay sales tax, I'm only paying $8 a month for that. And uh, I could watch $600 worth of movies if I want in a month and nobody's going to stop me. You watch it on your TV or on a computer? On the TV. And it's sharp? It yeah, it looks great. No. Jeez. It's about DVD quality. All right, we're getting to the close. We're dropping the puck. Mm. I don't want to get in the way of the big game. I mean, the puck has got to hit the ice. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, actually, hockey is the most exciting to watch on TV than anything. Because it, it never stops. It's just banging into each other the whole time. I mean, it's you know, it's not like a, a it, like watching a baseball game. It's a little tough to me to sit down and watch a whole baseball game. Yeah. I mean, that's just you know, it's brutal. It's so slow. Yeah. And I can do it in person. I don't mind that at all. But it's a crowd's there and there's all kind of noise and. But on TV, I just can't watch a whole. Just sit down and watch a game of baseball. It's just hard to do. I'll tune it in when it's like in the seventh inning or something, you know, like toward the end of the game. <laughs> That's the struggle they're having in baseball. They're saying that baseball's dying because they can't, because people don't have the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the attention span for it anymore. Yeah. I, 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 I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's a lot of places in this country that has baseball teams that really shouldn't have baseball teams. I mean, like the Rangers here and in the Dallas area are doing very well from a fan support standpoint. So are the Houston Astros down in Houston. And it's because they're two very big markets. When you put a team in Kansas City or Milwaukee, uh, 
you're going to have trouble. You don't have the you don't have the population. Mm. Now, like the L.A. Dodgers are having trouble now. How can that be? The 20 million people around, and the L.A. Dodgers can't make payroll. Yeah, nobody here cares about baseball. I think. I think something's going on. I don't know what it is, but I mean, you already have no NFL football team, which is also very strange for the second largest market in the country. Yeah. Yes, no football team. I mean, that's just strange. Yeah. I have a feeling if you had a football team, it would do well. Wouldn't baseball is a little different. Everybody seems to be about basketball out here, but then when a yeah, the, well, the Lakers, are, you know, the Lakers are so perennially great. I mean, every year they're. Right up there, you know. Hmm. I was so, thinking with no with no football team and and a, and a faltering baseball team. I mean, what else you got? You got your hockey and your and your basketball, right? Yeah. And we, we also have, I guess, we got the Galaxy, right? The soccer team, but technically that's sort of America's team, I think, right? It's like they don't play well, anybody in the U.S. We have professional soccer. We play the we play the Galaxy games out in Dallas. Do, right. FC Dallas, it's called. All right. I did not know that. But uh, they draw pretty good crowds. They get like 20,000 people out there to watch that soccer. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, raised their kids that played soccer or playing soccer. It's the kind of game you can introduce kids to pretty easily. You know, it's not like baseball or something like that. Yeah, I remember playing soccer when I was a kid. I got a picture of you running toward a soccer ball. Yeah. I remember you got that. the long socks on, yeah. the high socks. <laughs> I actually, one of my first clients uh, when I got to California was um, the star player of the LA Galaxy. And uh, we had an exclusive, uh, we were working on an exclusive deal with him to make um, what would have become soccer.com. And uh, unfortunately, the people I worked with uh, had no idea how to handle a business arrangement. So, and they didn't trust me to to handle it for them. So I was like, "Look, I did this in Seattle, man. I made a hundred thousand bucks by myself. So let me do this." You know, and they were like, "No, no, no. We got this. We're from Stanford." <laughs> there you go, picking on poor Stanford. Uh, after yeah, Woods went to Stanford. After all, what's that? Tiger Woods went to Stanford. Good for him. These kids went to Stanford, too. My point was that college doesn't necessarily teach you. Experience does. College prepares you. However, it was their business that they were making money doing. So, Who was? These guys that were... No, they didn't, didn't make any money. No, they, they fell apart in about eight months because they had no idea how to run a business. What do you think they're doing now? God knows. Selling automobiles at the Ford place. All right, I got to go. Maybe they figured it out. I'm sure they finally did. Daddy probably bailed them out. I like the fact that we made it through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. We, so we, maybe we did something right by doing it a little later, huh? I'm hoping. I don't know. I see that the, the frame rate's been okay. It seems like we've been Yeah, right. I haven't yeah. Had any problem. I mean, we had that one little message that one time right in the beginning. But yeah. I think you, well, you did that, I think. <laughs> Blame it on me. Well, you said you did something. I don't know what you did. No, sir. All right. We'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds good, then. Uh, I miss seeing you, but I do enjoy these. These really helps me to do. That was what I was telling Meredith when we were doing the thing. Me and Meredith did a thing Sunday, and uh, I was telling her about how nice it is to have a regular visit with your kids. It's a very personal kind of thing. Yeah. So we're going to try to do it on Father's Day. 
Okay. You and her? Yeah. I mean, maybe we can, I don't know. Is it, I don't know how to do it, but I guess there's a way to put everybody in there. Yeah, I think there's a way. It might be Problem. Good. I'll try All to right. be awake. Let's get rolling. All right, Dad. Take care. Later. Good night. Be careful. All right. You too. Love you. Love you too.